2: Tapping off a week full of challenges as far as as far as uh, this show goes, uh, we've had some streaming problems, as I'm sure that you've noticed. Now we are successfully streaming and starting the show. It reminds me; it's interesting because I had the same thing at work today. It's very interesting. I was I'm on the air and I'm talking about stuff and doing things and taking calls, and one of the callers who's talking to me drops. And he's usually a caller stays on for a few minutes. He's usually mm-hmm. got a bunch to say. And he dropped and I couldn't hear him and so I just segued into something else and played some sound, et cetera. And 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 I'm playing a bunch of sound and doing a bunch of things, going through the, the show mm-hmm. and and as I'm as I'm talking more, I go to another caller, nothing. I say, Okay, we we'll, we'll get back to you. You go to another caller, nothing. I say, Okay, we're gonna put you on hold. Obviously we're having trouble with the phones. I go to another call or nothing, and I say, "Okay, we'll, we're working on phones, and we'll get back to you." So they monologue for a while, and it's while I'm monologuing, I'm thinking to myself, "Wait a second, it's, am I not on the air?" And just nobody's told me yet, and so then my program director calls me, and but I hadn't, I haven't been told and given any information, so I've got to answer the phone and do a show. It's <laughs> like, but just in case I'm on the air, I, I need to be speaking. So, um,
3: so you took the call from the program director, thinking you might potentially be taking it so, live on the air,
2: well, yeah, so <laughs> I so, so I was talking about whatever the state of the union whatever it was. this is something that, and um, and then I I like, hit the cough button and said, "Hi, uh, what's going on?" And it was the program director she said, "Hi, uh, is it you or us?" And I said, "Are we not on? am I not on?" And she said, "No, you're not on." <sighs> Which is uh, it's good good information to have. I could have used it before. It's just an interesting thing. Like you always, you never know. So then, it's, I'm not complaining about my program director because she's great, or or the or the the studio, or or WTIC. It's a great it's, it's great station and the great people. This mm-hmm. happens in radio everywhere. Right. stuff goes the- wrong all the time. Um, but it's it's a unique feeling when you don't know, so you just talk and and, and just kind of work through it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, uh, and then we're trying to, for, it didn't make any sense. It seemed like it might be on my end. So I've got have this, this, the, the way I connect to the station is you used to be, um, through a, what's that called? What, what the, was it? Not the Comrex? No, now, it no, now it, now it's the Comrex. Okay. But it used to be a, um, ICDDS, TDS is by, I-S-D-N, I-S-D-N used to be okay. how you'd connect to the station. Um, through satellite. But now it's a Comrex voice over IP thing. Center. It's this box. And this box allows you to test. I, I could see I was getting signals. So this box allows you to test. So I I called the Comrex testing site that plays music. Mm-hmm. Din, 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 din. And I couldn't hear anything. That's why I ran downstairs and I said, did, did somebody unplug everything? And then I called the called another site, another Comrex Echo site. So you can hear your voice back, 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 back. and And that didn't work either. And then I eventually I connected to the st- studio again. Apparently they say, and they say, what channel are you on now? They have channels one through 50 at the station. Mm-hmm. I don't know what channel. I'm. I just have four ways that I call them four numbers. So they say, what channel are you on? One through 50. I said, I don't know. Nope. <laughs> this was never like I started, got, I got the gig from doing working, substituting. So they would just give me the name number to, to dial into, or just a few numbers. So then I'm, trying to talk down the line i'm connected now i can hear they say we can't hear you we can't hear you we can't hear you i know okay you can't hear me at all and i'm talking to the, the producer's name is roland he said okay tom hi are you there you're there and i said yeah it's roland i'm here i can i can hear you guys i can hear programming i can hear everything and it could see you hear him on the phone which is another year saying yeah i can't hear you can't, can't hear can't hear him i said i'm feeding i mean it shows that i'm feeding stuff And but you never know sometimes signals are wrong etc I said, "Wow, this is uh, this is an interesting one, huh, Roland? You know, you're just kind of having fun with it on the phone." And he's like, uh, "Yeah, I don't know what to, d-. you know, because it's a, uh, there's no engineer there as with radio now. Engineers are hard to come by, so they're 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 not omnipresent like they used to be.
3: Mm-hmm. There's not like one in the office next door that you can grab right now. <laughs> right,
2: it's a little harder now for clusters. They used to be a bunch, but now, so now we've got that feeling where where." Time's ticking away, and so the decision is being made by the program director. And I'm this is not a complaint at all. This is just like some of the stuff you have to get ready. Mm-hmm. Decision's made from the program director to we're going to use this internet site that we use sometime called like Stream Stream Live or something. It actually works pretty well. My problem is when I use it, I can't play any audio. Oh. So t- today I've got a big show with not a surplus of stuff, and.
3: And you want to be able to play audio.
2: I would want to. Today was a day where I needed mm-hmm. the crutch. But no, nothing. So I said, oh, great. So I try one more time, restarting this thing. Starting mm-hmm. the thing. Suddenly, it was, it was like, 3PO, 3PO. Suddenly, he could hear me over there. Oh, I can hear you. Okay, I get you, I get you. And we, we use the comrex, and I go on with the show. But it's interesting that there was these... Mm-hmm. there was a, 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 If the program director's on site, that means that it's really hitting the phone fan. And if she's calling me, that means...
3: Right, they're scrambling over
2: there. They're like, we've got no. He's got to load spots to play and promos and this and that, and it blows the log away. And it's just it's chaos. That like he's a radio vet, she's a radio vet, so everybody, nobody hyperventilated. But I remember being on that side of it and doing the thing on this side of it. It's like I'm floating in space and like mission command, mission control, mission control. Anybody, anybody. (laughs) But it um, resolves itself. But it's funny because.
3: So was it ultimately on their side like some I don't of, even we know. Don't know I don't know okay.
2: I know I kept restarting this one and this and this work. so it might have been on my side usually it's the the Verizon over there or something, but then I get a call a little bit later saying, by the way, we could hear you the whole time so I was going over the air as far as anybody knew they couldn't hear when I'm talking to they're trying to talk to Roland and he's saying, oh, oh so
3: they couldn't hear you in the station and they thought you weren't on the air, but listeners right. could hear you they
2: could hear me can you imagine?
3: That is crazy, yes can, <laughs> that's actually really wild.
2: Can you imagine what I could have said i mean i it was a i mean if I had assumed that that was left for dead, and you had come in here, and you and I would decided to bitch and moan about something right. or or I worked blue with you sometimes i get uh I get naughty.
3: <laughs> Occasionally
2: Because I'm married to the finest looking woman in the world According to herself
3: <laughs> That's not right? what I said That's not the words that I said
2: Are you sure? Am I'm
3: positive hot. I mean, obviously I'm hot
2: Yeah, imagine that the world would be able to hear that But I could have said and I mean, I don't, it's not as if I come around Like, I, in between, you know, mic checks I'm reading mine comp for anything But, alright Is there stuff you wanted to get to? Or do you want to get right to the complaint? We got a, a lengthy a, a few complaints But one big letter
3: yeah, there is an email that I should read. Yes. Um
2: Just so you guys know that we read the emails, including the ones that are critical of me, which is whether who they're usually usually critical this of This is
3: a very astute and perceptive listener, yes. I must say. Uh this is from Eric in New Hampshire. He writes Um and this is uh after Tuesday's show, mm-hmm. which was a show that was a, the show that was a little tough, I would say.
2: Yes. Yes.
3: Um he says, I don't know what has changed, but when Alice gets in the mood, she as at the start of the show. Please set her free and let her go off. She was on fire last night, and I could listen to Alice do that every damn night. And of course, at the time that I'm sending this, Tom says to restart the show, and you're not clicking. He is way off on that. She was crushing it. Tom, when she's going like this, get out of the way. Tom, I hate to say it, but you're losing your fastball for good radio. Alice had a great show going, and you're stepping on it. I'm praying for you and your family. I'm not sure if that's related <laughs> to our marriage or our Jesus. Your lack of perception about good radio. <laughs> for my fastball oh. to come back. <laughs> Whatever it is. Thank you for your prayers, Eric. We appreciate them. Then he wrote again shortly after. Oh, no. Really? Honestly, Tom just hijacked the show and now it sucks. No one knows who the F Elijah Wood is. What the Tom get off the I can't tell what that is, and let Alan's go off. And then he writes on the night of the State of the Union. Tom doesn't want to talk about the U.S. administration. Thanks, Tom.
2: I'm feeling that he doesn't feel he did a good job on the show that night.
3: No, and I to... I got a few comments like mm-hmm.
2: this. Mm-hmm. Eric, I appreciate it. So so shall I...
3: One person told me I pulled the show out of the ditch. One did person... you pull it
2: out of the ditch or did I pull it out of the ditch?
3: Well, I don't know. The person messaged me and said you pulled the show out of the ditch. Did they message you and tell you that?
2: Oh, no, but I was looking at your messages. Yeah. Oh, that is so dangerous. We may have, have to change that policy. I'm not I can't I'm not tech wise enough to have control of your Twitter Twitter account. It's, it's, it's not it's not gonna end well. Okay. It, you it's gonna be Paige Spearnak asking you to please stop stalking <laughs> here.
3: This girl keeps messaging yeah. me.
2: Um so- Um
3: but and then what else do people I mean a few people said, you know, that it was kind of a big news night with the State of the Union stuff and mm-hmm. they wanted to hear I mean and like this we do what we want on the show obviously mm-hmm. but we are like news focused yeah and so, i did try and bring that that night
2: uh, right no so i had said and i had thought about during the day first of all during the day to start out it my my um which is new to me my stress and anxiety which in my panicky stress and anxiety which is a new thing for me was at a, a fairly high level which kind of sucked the joy out of the entire day including my early day and and so and so it was hard for me to by the time i talked about the state of the union for four hours and the other thing i I hated it and everything about it but my also my feeling was mm-hmm. and i told alice that we're gonna have a short show tonight because Anything we do, if we're going to do the newsiest thing, which is the State of the Union, it's going to be washed away in a few hours when the State of the Union happens. So, how well,
3: much... I thought my way of approaching it was kind of evergreen, but I'm okay.
2: But that's evergreen ways. I, heard, I listened to a bunch of evergreen ways to approach it the day after the State of the Union on other shows, and it sucks. But okay. and so and also it was a later show. Also, we were jamming with family stuff. We were jamming that night, and so and then as
3: we are tonight by the yeah, way Yeah,
2: as we are tonight and, but so and then so i thought it has to be sh- slow and then i noticed that after we had said this that you were started like rifling me high, a whole bunch of stuff i'm like is she doing a three-hour show i thought we were gonna do a half hour show and then we got in here and then we didn't we didn't gel you and i were missing each other i i i, I like you weren't working with me as far as i'm concerned i became bitchy
3: yeah but i was doing a show
2: Oh, I, That's but I mean okay, but I needed you to do this f- to be mo- there for the p- stuff I needed, and you like weren't getting, we weren't clicking for the first half. Okay. I'm like frig, and my morale was just a, like done. And then, and then at the same time, our son was totally harassing us. And, and I apologize for any names I might have called them. By the way, it's, I have changed that policy going forward. But like he totally was that
3: that day, or was it two days before? I don't,
2: oh, but that day he was harassing us too. Okay. he was just harassing his mother and, that, and that's why i mentioned like this is why we some days we shouldn't do shows because some days we just there's not enough of us
3: well so, I then, don't know. We'll so see. then so then
2: alice started to work in with the state of the union stuff and i was like oh god i had had so much enough of it it was just like i can't i couldn't deal with it. it was i had already had it's like watching like in 94 having puck from mtv I have a telethon i was like oh kill me and I just and I was just and disg- I would my my mind had I was just it wasn't a good day for me it wasn't a good day for us or I know Alice' had a show locked and loaded I know it to takes you guys off but I I have I, I rarely do that but I that's not there have been times especially in the first year when I was so stressed out that I just had to bail if you guys remember that from listening in 2020 there's a couple times I was just like usually it was from reading my slack messages from work when I was a the big the brass at the at a, a, newspaper. But so there are times when, when it was just, so yeah, no, that was, a, that was, but I think I, I felt that it was revived as, as good as it could have been revived. I understand that. And that's good to know, by the way, because I'm wondering like how much hard news we should be doing. But the fact that people missed your hard news analysis of that, you know, I mean, that's worth, uh, that's worth thinking about. And that people are count on that. Mm-hmm. So Right. I think
3: people like the Maybe personal stuff too, but I think people a like a mix. I think people like a mix, and I think it's been a lot of personal lately. And there was yeah. stuff in the news that day. Well, was my like takeaway kind of
2: was there stuff other than Not the State that of the much? Union? But
3: like, but you know, it was a day when people were feeling of like about the news, right? But you know, like thinking about the Biden administration and stuff, kind of like that's where they were mentally. But yeah. although I did read that the State of the Union had like the lowest ratings in a really long mm-hmm. time for a State of the Union, which I under- also understand because I think you and I both weren't super into the- like I told you I didn't even watch. I just saw clips of whatever I saw come across Twitter like I didn't watch the actual State of the Union. Yeah, I didn't even care. I I don't care. I don't care that they yelled at him. I don't care. You know, it doesn't. I didn't need to watch the whole thing. But, um, you know, I. I do think that we are a more news-focused show. And I think people wanted that, like, refresher, too, because it's been so personal lately.
2: Oh, I get it. But that means like for everybody that listens the next day, it would have been nothing. It would have been just...
3: I don't know. Eric in New Hampshire was writing at 2 p.m. the next day.
2: Well, but then again... And he
3: liked my analysis until I was well, stepped on by the step-on husband.
2: Well, you were stepping on me, too. And you also, like, is that Crenige Jean Pierre? Well, the- well, I did
3: a bunch of people message you and say, wow, you were doing such a good show, and Alice really stepped on you.
2: I think they know it goes without saying.
3: <laughs> oh, okay.
2: Um, but, I mean... Because I, 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 yeah. yeah. yeah I, yes, correct. Mm-hmm. I stifled Alice that day. You can always fire up.
3: <laughs> my own podcast the 1570 Project is right
2: there it's just, but, okay. but, but that, that's a particularly that was a particularly bad day where a, bad, a bunch of things came together yeah. to knock it down Um, but I did want to make it short because I didn't want it, the show to be, be all Biden and once again I had to- spoken while already being freaking all
3: Trump or all Biden by the way which it's like looking more and more like this might actually happen again where we have Trump v Biden part two and I like want to throw up when I yeah. think about that. I know. So yeah. Politico just had this piece today, and tell me this isn't just like 2016.
2: Hey, redux. by the way, can I can I ask you something? Yeah. Why don't I get them? And you you seem to want ha- to talk.
3: Well, because I can't play Shad chat messages from over here.
2: Oh, but you would finish it out.
3: I mean, I could, but I can't play chat chat messages from this computer because I can't feed into the audio over there okay I mean not that it matters but
2: well we, we should just do the chat chat then you think or no what I meant is do you want to just talk for the well and well I'm gone well but
3: then we won't do the chat chat
2: no it wouldn't when I get back
3: <sighs> you know what you're doing I don't know. Why don't we just do it like we said we were gonna do it? And okay. we'll do a bit of a show. Okay.
2: And okay. Then, and then you then I'll, can I'll, do the show, show when
3: I'm gone and you can hit stop recording okay. and stop streaming. Okay.
2: Yeah. I hope to God that DeSantis runs. I really do. I really do. And I think this the Trump is looking terrible with this stuff going after He DeSantis. does look
3: terrible, but there's like a bunch of people that look like they're gonna try and run. So if they like split the vote again, I mean I would hope that DeSantis would have enough Or somebody would have enough. But so Politico has this piece that just like makes me feel ill and like I have vertigo and we're back in 2016 and Mm -hmm. I'm all like discombobulated because listen to this. This is from Politico magazine. The GOP is starting to plot against Donald Trump. Republican Party donors and leaders are talking about how best to stop Trump from running away with the nomination in 2024. But they don't have a clear plan to stop him. It is, he said, a five alarm fire, and there is nobody coming to put it out. How much do you hate the GOP? Is that GOP on, is that right on now?
2: background, or is that somebody quoted?
3: It, in this case, is the possibility that once again Donald Trump will prevail over a splintered Republican field, getting the same 30 to 40% he received in the early primaries in 2016, enough to win the nomination. He is a Republican donor and bundler, a Wall Street financier who regularly hobnobs Uh. with senior Republican officials, but who was also, uniquely for his tribe, an early and enthusiastic supporter of Trump. His request for anonymity speaks to the bizarreness of this political moment, where even one-time staunch supporters of the former president are reluctant to say out loud what they and their cohort all say privately. That should the former president win the primary again, he would very likely lose to Joe Biden, even as some polls show him besting the 2020 rival. It's a comment echoed in interviews of dozens of Republican Party members, donors, strategists and grassroots leaders, many of whom say it is a conversation they are all having privately among themselves. How to make sure that Trump doesn't once again take advantage of a split field and walk away with the Republican nomination. How about you talk to some of your dumbass friends? Yeah. That are trying to run for president and tell them not to. How about you talk to Asa Hutchinson and Governor Sununu and oh, Nikki a, Haley a, and Larry Hogan and all of these freaking morons and tell them to stay away? Was it somebody really stupid was being floated? Mitch Daniels maybe, like somebody yeah, who has no freaking business. Like all of you, get out and go away. Well, like Mitch Daniels wants is, is the perfect you.
2: candidate for another time. Uh, well, but, for a time, to- a time pa- 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 by. For yeah, but, for but, 2008
3: or something. Yes. I don't know. <laughs> I guess not. He's probably a Tea Party guy. So like 2012. I forget. I forget when so. he's even from. That's the problem. It's
2: like it... He was teaching at Purdue, I think. No, he was running Purdue, I think. Where's Purdue? But anyway, like Larry F- I mean, sorry. Larry <laughs> Hogan really that's a, he's Fatman Romney. That's ridiculous. You can't have he's... this an Asa Hutchinson who wants these these guys are not going to catch fire. Don't they realize that that template is over? It doesn't mean you have to, you know, call people horseface, but it means you have to be somebody with fangs, somebody who can light opponents up, somebody who can light the press up.
3: Mm-hmm. You
2: have to be a little pissed off, and that's DeSantis.
3: I mean, and, but Trump all this... Trump will never win. Sitting Trump, here Trump and will never win the general. dumb quotes to Politico to make it look like, All the moneyed interests are all lining up to try to stop Trump and making it seem like that just makes people like Trump if you're leaking all this dumb stuff to Politico and not doing anything to get your idiot friends not to run for president. That's the problem here.
2: I agree with you. And I think that, that, that the only two things that can revive him is one, if it looks like the establishment is trying to strangle him again, like you were just saying. Right. And two, if they keep trying to put him in jail. Right. And that's happening, too. It's like, I, I don't know what else they can do. The left can do or, or, or really the our, our 2023 can do to get this guy into the race. But it's you're doing it right now. There's no doubt about that. And like, I, I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know. I think it's I. I even thought it was interesting that Trump was complimentary to Biden in his uh, truth storm. Did you mm-hmm. see that? Yeah. At the end, he said, like, Joe did a good job at the end. you started slow, but ended up doing a good job. What does that mean that he's saying that? Does that mean... I mean, what does that mean? Does that mean he's going gonna, like, gonna to triangulate with Democrats to blow up DeSantis? Is that what that means? I don't know what that means. Like, why would he do that? Or or just, just, just never ask why he does stuff? Is that what that is? But why would you... Why wasn't he, like, stupid Joe or low Joe or... 'Cause he's
3: not really trying to beat Joe but Right now he's focused on DeSantis.
2: Oh, so okay, I see. That's the
3: It's all Trumpers- that's all his whole truth social account is all yeah. DeSantis is a groomer and DeSantis is this and he's that and he's whatever. I love it, and, like, like
2: that that picture, I think I saw that picture a year and a half ago when it wasn't pixelated. Now everybody's pixelated it. I know. Yeah, it's not a new picture.
3: Yeah, that's we've something. been through this. Like it's not nothing was happening in the picture. But I mean, the fact that we're doing this again and they're all, like, fretting to the newspapers, but how will we stop Trump? Like, how about you just try to rally around a candidate who's not Trump or something? Right.
2: You know,
3: or how about you just shut up, maybe? Like, that's also an idea? But... This, like, we have to stop him. We're the establishment and we're the money and we have to put a stop to this. Uh, Like, we did that.
2: Does that still resonate after January 6th? I mean, I I, got to think that the Trump brand is not good. I realize he gets 70 million votes, but I don't think he's getting 70 million this time.
3: Yeah, I don't think... I think people... I mean... If it came down to it, if it's Trump versus Biden again, who are you going to vote for? Realistically speaking. Versus Biden? Trump versus Biden. Trump. In the general, Trump. yeah. But I think a significant number of people would stay home if that were the case, like more than did last time. I definitely think we're like past the point of Trump. But these morons are going to get him elected again because they're going to go out here and keep, you know making a big deal about how they're plotting to stop Trump. Like, just don't even pay attention to Trump. The more oxygen you give him by saying, like, he's such a unique threat to the Republican Party. Like, that's what the Lincoln Project ultimately was. Yeah. Originally. Right. Before they just became that they're against all Republicans or well, something. Right. By but- the way,
2: it says uh, Pence has been subpoenaed to, te- to testify um, with a special counsel doing the Trump January 6th thing. Oh, God. Now, is that about taking down Trump or is that about them trying to bolster Pence.
3: I don't know. I guess we'll see. Because
2: I... Pence, a big part of his book is...
3: How he stood firm yes. that day. Yes, absolutely. Protected the Constitution. He did a lot of the good
2: things for this country, Mr. Trump, Mr. President. But I cannot do this with you. As <laughs> Yeah, so we'll see. I like Mike Pence. I, like, I
3: him. like him. I do not think it is his moment to run for president.
2: Yeah. Uh, I think
3: he's too... Like, I think the January 6th thing... Like, he stuck with Trump through everything
2: mm.
3: until then, which was the most important thing to the people that like Trump. So it's like, you can't win back the people who hate Trump because you did everything with Trump the whole time, but the Trump people are never going to forgive you for January 6th. So it's like, what's the constituency? Do you think that there's
2: that many people who really expected and demanded of him that he was going to pull some, you know, hidden yeah. ball trick and suddenly... You don't remember
3: keep- them all, like, calling in to... The radio and stuff.
2: So, like, dare, you're gonna learn a, a little lesson
3: about the Constitution in a couple weeks, like,
2: because
3: uh. it. I mean, yeah. I mean, there's still people that think he could have thrown out the votes, I, and just uh. chose not to, or something. This, but, this like... is
2: why I say, should we be talking about politics? <sighs> we could talk about ice fishing, Alice. So much, so much more. To it. Mm. You gotta use an Well, let's talk hole. about
3: literature then. Before I go, I have to go soon, but you got the right I'll give guy. you a few minutes to talk right about some literature. This book, actually, we talked about this earlier briefly, and you said this is a book you actually read.
2: I have read about eleven, and this is one of them. Yes. Um, By the way, voluntarily. Mm-hmm. Voluntarily, I solicited a number of books that I should read from my teacher, and those were the last few books I read.
3: Yeah. So uh, guess what they were. I don't know what were they. I'm sorry. I only have like two minutes left. You know what?
2: I yield the floor to my darling and beautiful wife. (laughs) Um,
3: So basically this guy who's some kind of like. When you're ready to pop the question,
0: the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one of a kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door.
3: On a, It's called A New Way to Read Gatsby mm-hmm. His name's Alonzo Vereen And uh, He writes Of all the books in the 10th grade curriculum The class set of the great Gatsby was what we teachers Most coveted Short enough to cover in a quarter The novel was also packed with symbolism And it was weighty enough to support multiple readings I imagined my first year of teaching Bursting with rich discussions But to start any conversation I had to secure the books Before the other teachers got them Uh, His students were poor and dumb, apparently, he says, and couldn't understand the text, and he was frustrated. And then he writes, more advanced readings I realized would have to be tabled. I shouldn't have been shocked. I, too, had struggled with Gatsby when I first read the book, and I had been a junior in college. Like my students, I hadn't been prepared by my public education for such a text. Shouldn't we? Like... (coughs) Not just the public education, but apparently also the first two years of college didn't prepare you to read a book that's, like, standard in high school curriculums everywhere, (coughs) right?
2: Yeah, I am somebody, Allison, who I did not understand any word of any Shakespeare thing I have ever read. I actually believe it's all gaslighting to me, that everybody's in on. Um, And I have... I started to read... Um, War and Peace, and back right out of that baby. <laughs> but The Great Gatsby was a really easy read.
3: <laughs> it's pretty straightforward yes. as far as these things go. Exactly. Somebody's um, going to
2: call somebody Nouveau riche, and somebody's going to call somebody so, Old Sport, and there's a lot of drinking.
3: But, but so uh, this person, Alonzo Vereen, who I presume is a person of color, What's came that up with a Wait a second. New idea. You're not to say that. Who came up with a new idea for how to teach The Great Gatsby, which is Jay Gatsby is actually black, like Jay Z. (laughs) Apparently, apparently that's actually now how we're reading the book, which is interesting because like one of the theories about how he got his money in the book is that he's like, I forget who he's supposed to be related to, but somebody very white. Like he's obviously white in the book, right? But what, and he's like from North Dakota, which is not a place that at that time had a lot of black people in it, right?
2: Um. But, yeah, but he knows he's not black, right? He's just wanting to make it easier. So for So apparently, kids
3: to- this is like a thing. I was reading through the Atlantic article, and like, there's a bunch of people that have this theory, and have like put up a bunch of stuff in support of it. Like the house that he lives on is on 40 acres, so they're like, see, that's like a symbolic number for African Americans, so that's why, like, it's actually What's the it's mule? coded that he's. That he's like a very light skinned black guy who's passing as white. And so you can uh, like read it that way.
2: Ooh. I'm fine with it. <laughs> I'm fine with it. I mean, it's, you
3: don't have to make stuff up though to teach. Yeah. It reminds me, in my high school English class, oh, this was in my Britlet class. And there look, was look, look, one kid in my Britlet class who, I need to get going, but I want to finish this thought, who he was gay. And so. Every book was actually about being gay. Hamlet was gay. Beowulf was gay. Everybody was gay. Like, that's just... That was the interpretation. And the English teacher was like, no, that's not... Hamlet's not gay, though. And he's like, well, but that's my interpretation. Every single one. Like, it's like... But some readings just aren't textual. Like, you can imagine it in your head. But, like, that's... You can write your own fan fiction of Hamlet where Hamlet's gay. So you...
2: Uh, But Gatsby's not
3: black. Beowulf's not gay. Like, you just, you know, that's fine. But personally, as somebody who likes reading a lot, I tend to think that it's more interesting to actually read what the author wrote rather than just imagine some other book that you'd like to be reading and then then pretend that's the
2: book the author wrote. Maybe the author knew what everybody was.
3: Well, and maybe... Maybe if you want to write a different book, you can go write your own different book. But like, I mean, why bother to read The Great Gatsby if you're going to pretend it's something different than what it is?
2: Right. (laughs) right, (laughs) right.
3: Like, if you want to write a story about gay people, go for it. But don't sit here and tell me.
2: So you don't want me to go and just hand you this computer?
3: No, I'm going to go. Okay. And then when you're going to do the chat chat and all All that stuff, and then you'll come over here and you'll hit stop streaming and stop recording. It's up for you right there. Do you
2: have the video on me now? Um... Oh, you I, don't have to. I'll it's set fine. it to you.
3: That's a good point. You yeah. know what? I'll People want to see me. I'll turn off the scene switcher. Uh, and then I'm
2: going to go and check out the, uh-huh. um, the room and see if there's any messages. Are there any okay. messages? Okay.
3: I think you should go check on that. And was I going to say one more thing? Oh, I need
2: the car key. Car key. It's in my jacket downstairs. Okay. Uh, which brings me back to me. Uh, yes. It was a, a smattering of books that I read one year. Just one year. I'm not a book guy. I'm just uh, it's not a book guy. I can't. I, I just I don't I'd rather just be outside walking around. It's like instead of being in a book the whole time, just it's. I, I mean I get it. Those books are great. I read the, like I, I had this smattering of books that I read in my early twenties until I read political books later. I did I have read a bunch of political books, but that's not like what she's talking about. But but I I guess I would have read read Great Gatsby and the things you read, all the existentialist books, man, like the the um, the Albert Camus thing uh about the french revolution and um the uh catcher in the rye and all those you know young i was a young man you know going through my my uh intellectual rite of passage daisy bleak canon is black also says dave um ooh, oh wakefield mole i was allowed, allowed to uh f- uh complete a thought How how earth, for she steps on me all the time Daisy Buchanan. I, I forgot about Daisy Buchanan. I knew I could tell you one thing. I loved the bar. I loved that bar. It was fantastic. Uh, but uh, yeah, that's about it for me. For for um, for that. I, I the the whole idea of it. I was hoping that by the time I was thirty, I would have a huge mansion with big parties like that. I've made some decision. Uh, some decisions that have uh, assured me that I won't be burdened by big mansion payments or yacht payments and uh in car payments i do not have 40 acres and uh, so i don't have that but i like the the feel of the book i like the um catcher in her eye as well i used to be i was um um reticent to read it because the, the um mark david chapman had read it and he shot john lennon and i was a mark john lennon, john lennon devotee in my teens. Uh, you know what it, which is kind of it was a, it was kind of odd thing to be at least in the in the 80s to be a big John Lennon guy. You know he had died in the. 80s. It was just. I'll just say this that we used to hide the book. I used to hide cover the books about him in my school because that would have been such a geeky thing to say, or the Beatles, etc. But so, um, so yes, I did read that and I and I thought it was cool and I can understand you read some of these books and like the the Dostoevsky books is Anna Karenina and um. Crime and Punishment. And the bro- is the Brothers carrying maps off of that another one? I only the, the, the Most of these, Alice just reads to me or has read herself and reads patches to me, and they're, and they're brilliant. But that's how I read books now. If I read anything, uh, Alice reads books. We read books when we drive in the car. We read um, a great Lincoln book. I had something about, the, like, uh, They Shot Pa or something, which was really great. God, it was a great book. Uh, they Shot Papa or They Killed Papa or something. It was a great book, and it was so, it's interesting, the Lincoln assassination, I, the first plot fails, right? And then they have to, they break up, and and then Booth gets the, the band back together, kind of, mostly. But it's ragtag. These people are F-ups and psychotics, et cetera. But the way it lays out Washington, D.C., and all their comings and goings here and there and here and there, and when Lincoln was shot that night, and what's his name, That the the, uh, the a secretary of war was attacked and almost killed and brained, and and there was a few simultaneous things happening that night that that it was very much like nine eleven in the sense that everybody was shocked. It's like, what's going on? How much? How much is happening here? Remember nine eleven? We were all like, okay, there's three planes. Is there four? Is there five? Is there six? Is there twenty? What the freak? And then everything was like, it was totally chaos. But it's interesting to think that that's kind of what that was for people back then. Of course, they had no instant. Well, I guess they had. I guess they had newspaper callers, et cetera. And, but it's just it's just to think how that must have just resonated. And then to have the manhunt go on for a long time, uh, I, was it about a week or so? It's crazy. That whole thing is crazy, a crazy time. And then they found the people who did it, and then the people who like knew the people who did it, and then the people who knew them, and they just hung them all. <laughs> and those pictures are just so... Why am I talking about this? Those pictures are just so macabre. Look at the pictures in that fort, in that Navy Yard, whatever it is, where they hung everybody. Oh, what a time. Or is it hanged everybody? Because you hang a person, right? I don't even know. All right, so should we do the chat chat? Does that work for you? I can look and see. I want to look and see what else did. I think politically that I had talked about. And I, I should put out a, a message to see. I mean, if you guys... I like, I like stories about life more than stories that are... Just all political. To me, it's more exciting. Like life is exciting, and there's just straight politics stuff. I mean, I know we like to hit it. We've talked about it forever. But like when I complained about the State of the Union, when I yelled about that, it's just some of the some of the stuff is so mundane. And it's like somebody's not clapping, somebody is clapping, somebody's not clapping, somebody is clapping. This one got particularly boisterous. So we, if we had called it, that wouldn't have held up. we, we, it would have not been a good evergreen product. But so, for instance, like this this Twitter drilling, that's extremely important, I think, because when Twitter worked with the FBI to silence the New York Post, I believe that had a, definitely had an effect in the election. It definitely had an effect on Trump voters and Americans like me who saw that as showing that the system is wholly corrupt. And there are things, uh, there's there's a cuckoo, eh, C-O-U-P, um, and then there's a concerted attempt, a symphonic, uh, you know, uh, process to throw an election. And what you've done now is, and you can say the people who are, you know, the Biden folks, you can t- tell everybody all you want to that it was the cleanest election ever. But we saw sh- the shenanigans. I'm not talking about you know w- votes being hidden in Arizona. I don't know st- stuff about that. I can't get into that stuff. I don't have enough time. But. Or any any of the vote, voting machines is not my thing. I don't have, whatever, but certainly the media collusion, the government working on Trump for four years, I mean that stuff. I I know that you're happy. A lot of people are happy because it was Trump, but that ain't good. They tampered with this dude. There should be a lot of people in jail. A lot of people in jail. And also, how the frig did people get into the Capitol on January six? Holy frig! When I talked to the, about the Lincoln book and Alice and I were reading the book. We were doing the Capitol tour. Like every day we had something else. We were doing the Capitol. You weren't allowed to stray one foot away from your like docent or whatever they're called. They were on you. And as a matter of fact, I did. I snuck into, I left my group. I broke the law, left my group and and went into the uh, old Senate chambers because that's where like, uh, was it Charles Sumner got his skull beat in? And I wanted to see that area and the docent in there booted me and said immediately I, she ejected me from the room and said i had to go back to my other dose so she somehow knew that i didn't belong in that i wasn't allowed to be there it's like it's a big thing but that day oh and i had people i, I was tra- i was always trying to i was always trying to like look in places etc and i anytime i took one step away there was some kind of capital security or whatever telling so me mean, get back in line and you know i'm just curious i wasn't trying to do anything i was not wearing antlers at the time um But, so, like, how the frig did that happen? How the frig did that happen? If you want to do a January 6th committee and disclose to me how people were allowed in the United States Capitol and when there was going to be mobs approaching the Capitol, there weren't reinforcements? That's what the January 6th committee should be about. It should be about whether Trump, you know, hyped everybody up and got down there. And Trump did hype everybody up to go down to the... To the mall, and he did, and he did get people riled up to go to the Capitol. He told them to go to the Capitol. There's no doubt about that. But also, people went to the Capitol because that was the culmination of the four-year screwing they saw this guy get. And I have sympathy for that part of it. I don't have sympathy for you know busting into the United States Capitol. I don't have sympathy for going into the Speaker's uh, desk and taking selfies. I don't have sympathy for attacking cops or any of that ridiculous crap. But I understand where the frustration for a lot of these people came from. Absolutely, Phil. For a second, okay. Let's see. Where am I? Where's this thing? Evergreen means, in in this context, is it will stand up tomorrow? So, so for instance, if we did that, if we did that show Tuesday night, we'd be prognosticating about the Capitol building. It means the same thing. Um, Wakefield Mole, if you're who I think you are, in. uh, newspapers but it's a but it's content that will will um have a long shelf life regardless of what happens in the news cycle and prognosticating before the state of the union would have a very short shelf life which is why i wanted to do a very abbreviated show at least the state of the union part very abbreviated because that would only last until the state of the union then none of it makes any sense unless you just want to hear the the uh, probably inaccurate prognosticating the next day anyway but we wouldn't have covered any of. It. I wouldn't have, you know, predicted much of this other than his cynicism. Um, so, for instance, in 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 baseball, uh, you know, if, if you're going to do a pregame show for Monday's Red Sox game, that show is gone after the game. That is that is no longer that is not an evergreen show. If the pregame show was, you know, the history of the All Star game, then that show would stand. But you know that's that's what that is. Evergreen stuff is stuff that you can use forever. So for instance, Alice, we have been sitting on this story all day, all week uh, about uh, sesame seeds and the fact that sesame seeds, which our son is allergic to, are now because of government regulations. And Alice will be mad that I'm screwing this up, but we'll get to it. That because of government regulations, sesame seeds now are now in much more stuff than they ever used to be because of regulations. Because you know they used to make them change all those the machines out, et cetera, et cetera. And now, and now, and now, bread companies and other companies are saying we can't do that. It's too time consuming. It's too labor intensive. We'll just we'll just label everything that it, we'll just label sesame seeds as ingredient and stuff that doesn't really even have them now because that's the regulation. So it sucks, and it means now that I think I said that right. I think so. I may have said that wrong. Uh, anyway, the the end product is this: is that now there's sesame and stuff where there didn't used to be. And they're putting it in. Oh, that's right. Alice, Alice said they're putting it in ingredients now. So they don't have to worry about it because it's too, pain, too much of a pain to clean stuff. So they're now the bread that we used to get, they used to there's an Italian bread around here that's great. One one of them has sesame seeds, one of them doesn't. We used to get the one that doesn't. Now that one that doesn't does. You'll see if you get sesame seeds or allergies in your um, in your life um, you're, you're always looking for this stuff and for them to like switch it up with sesame and our kid's super allergic to sesame is a pain i mean that's a total that's i mean that's bad news if he eats one of those hey julian phil but um but um that's an example of an evergreen story so that'll st- that'll stand up until something happens like if they obviously if they rescind it in the regulation then that story doesn't stand up Although it would still be workable as a story, as showing what overreach does, and even though better better minds prevail. Okay, all right. It is now time for the Chelsea Fire Wicked Hot Sauce, brought to you by our friends at Chelsea Fire Wicked Hot Sauce. No, no. It's now time for the chat chat, brought to you by Chelsea Fire Wicked Hot Sauce. Thank you, by the way, for joining us. These are every sh- every uh, message today is by anonymous. That's always exciting. You never know. Hold it! Hold it! Hold it! Cam and Cam. Okay.
1: Burn Barrel Pod owes me a zilch. If anything, I owe you guys because I'm way too cheap to do the Patreon. Sorry, it's just a fact. Bastard. I mean, I am in the top three percent of CVS savers, just so you know.
2: I know. I was just at CVS today. Yeah. Now that I'm, now that I'm in the uh, in the world of therapy, I get to go to CVS more than I ever dreamed to.
1: The amount of entertainment that you give me is more than a payback uh, exponentially. And I'm going to absolutely admit those two episodes uh, last week, was it? Mm -hmm. Uh, When Tom was in quote unquote distress and sampling nips in his uh, army jacket pockets, (laughs) like, you know, kind of like a down and out Rambo that drinks. Yes. Um, Those were outstanding. (laughs) And you should probably put them behind
2: a paywall. They're that good. Ooh, i'll tell you well uh, if uh, had they been behind the paintwall wall would would kirk have been able to get them i guess we did upload them yeah i don't know i don't know i you know i well i mean the second one <laughs> tim you like chaos so you like you appreciated that the first one was uh just a as the a first one was a gut shot uh person just trying to stagger towards towards his position and and man, his position again. And it was, uh, it, that was real. I mean, I, all, that was definitely the, that was real. And I, all that stuff I said was real. And, and uh, that was the reality at the moment. And, um, and yes, it's inadvisable, certainly in relationships, probably to do that. And it's inadvisable, just probably. But I, uh, you know, my feeling, like I said, right then was I had a job to do. I wanted normalcy. I was trying to adjust to what I figured was the total, or we we decided or resolve That was the end of our marriage at the at the time. And, and, um, that was it. The second one was I tried to re- do it again the next day and, and, um, and that way I was probably less emotional. I ran out of, uh, life and just crashed there. So that was, that's why I canceled the rest. And it's funny because we had people very mad that I canceled any of them saying that it was very mad, mad at us, et cetera, but, and then, but but, and then we're mad because when we decided we're getting back together and continue them, they said, wait, that means that you were lying the whole time. That's not what that means. I assure you. Um, OK. This is my son, Aunt Cyril, which just came in here. Cyril he was looking for his mother. Usually he'd be over there just smothering her. Oh, who knows?
1: Steve from hey, Merrimack. Hey, Steve. Dan. Can you please drop a hydrogen bomb over West Newbury Mass? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I really hated the Dan thing. What? But can you please ask Dan what did Al Sharpton say about the Greeks? I'd really like to hear his answer. Thank you.
2: Wait a second. What am I missing? What did we say about the Greeks there? Oh, I get it now. I get it now. Right. Was Dan saying that the Greeks were the Greeks are better the best looking people. I I forgot. Damn, I shouldn't. If uh, you know, I mean, should, tell me in the chat right now if you're in the chat. What am I missing again? I forgot. Al, okay, so Rogan said. Okay, every I said every Greek person I know thinks he's the best looking. That's right. And then Al Sharpton said, "Okay, now I get it, Now I get shit. Well, the, <laughs> my goodness. Right, let me get back to this.
1: Hey, Tom, Steve from Gloucester, quick question. Hey, Steve, yeah. Would Paige Sparenac fall under the Tom Shattuck list of supple when it comes
2: to females? I believe you said that she wasn't really that attractive, and I'm not seeing what you see. I kind of uh, agree with Cullinane, which is hard for me to do as well, that uh, she is definitely one beautiful female. So, you know, I like the message to show that I I invented Loving Paige Spirnak. I, I I interviewed her on Herald Radio like six years ago. And, yes, obviously she's beautiful. All the only thing I said to Dave is that she had gained weight, which is now I can't mention anything because I'm, I'm trying to book her as a guest currently. And I'm getting these – and people keep tagging her. <laughs> You're making it very difficult. Not you, but – Yes, Paige is lovely. That's why I know about her. That's why we have spoken. We oh she follows me on Twitter. There you go. Follows me on Twitter. I mean what else can I tell you? I did send Dave that screenshot to that to show that she follows me on Twitter. So did so does Dershowitz. A, a guy who got Dave fired. He got Dave uh and claimed that he was gonna claim to Dershowitz that he was wanted to talk to him about one thing but then tried to sandbag him. Dershowitz found out, threatened the company, they fired the Dave. It's beautiful.
1: Okay, the thread is unraveling. So Tom had mentioned in his uh, time of need that he was thinking he'd end up in an apartment in Brockton. Yes. We all know that's not just about 30 miles away. It's a world away from where he lives now. Correct. And then on last night's Burn Barrel pod, we learned that one of his exes is from Brockton. Oh,
2: Oh. Oh, yeah.
1: Just a little warning here, my friend, because I've been to Brockton many a time. At this point, she's probably some hag that hangs out at the uh, roadway inn, and uh, I would Google that. They call it an inn, but I prefer to call it the meth lab.
2: That's her. That's definitely her. No, I, I misspoke to him. As we, as, as I've mentioned before, I meant Malden. Although that, Malden is where the, the girls, where where I, the girls from who I dated, not supple. Rockton is where I thought I'd end up. I still could end up there. I don't know what's a good town if I if I get divorced and I'm okay. Now I don't let me rephrase the question. What's a good town I can afford? That's the the question to be asking. Ah, you know what? Maybe I'll move back into Winchester. I assume that's uh, they're cheap, right? All right, let's go. Is this the last one? Hi. Ah. Steve from Merrimack. I hey, see. I
1: just heard you refer to something as groundbreaking, frightening, and huge. Uh, were you referring to that new picture that Tommy Lee released yesterday on oh, social media? Is that true? Jesus, God.
2: Is that true?
1: It's got its own zip code. Oh, my Holy God.
2: Thank really? You. Oh, my goodness. No, I but I did see some of that video at the, around the time it came out. And it was, yeah, that was a very interesting time. They were on the ground floor of that. No, but uh, no i but I'm not gonna say what it is obviously but you saying that reminds you me of something that Alice Shattuck said to me but essentially the opposite um observation unbelievable unbelievable i, I don't want to get into it unless unless i don't know I don't want get into it but it's unbelievable holy really let's say that to a guy frig ridiculous Ridiculous! I had asked the, the the lady from Malden what she thought of what I was um, of what I was what I was um, equipped with as far as you know that stuff. I remember it is 1993. She said mm, it's nice. It's all you need to know. Right. Alice uh, outdid her. We'll just say that. All right. Thanks, everybody. I'm sorry, little Albie's gone. She's all right. She'll be back soon. I'll see you all, uh, I guess we'll see you, is, is it Sunday? I can't believe this week has already flown on. Thanks for everything. Um, thank you, Danny. Uh, Tommy in New Hampshire, what do I say? I don't even, I'm afraid to touch it. I've just been buffing it like it's my vet in my driveway. Um, and Appreciate it, everybody, for all the great, all the kind gifts. And that's wonderful. And all, uh, just, you've been great this whole time. Thanks so much.